This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the In Off The Post edition, which means that me, Stamford Chidge, and his right honourable, his royal highness, the Duke of Kidd, Jonathan Kidd, will mainly be reading out your emails this evening. And a blessed relief, I hear you all cry, in this desert of international football. Anyway, uh, Jonathan, good to see you. Lovely to be on the show again, Chidge. As always, seems lovely like, to see. You. Seems like ages, little, isn't it? Ages. Lovely to see a glass of uh, of scrumpy chidge as well. In, in it's actually in a glass. Well done. Well no, done. I'm, lot. I'm drinking coffee, but I did drink an entire liter of it on uh, Monday night, and it's. I can. I can say it, it's got some clout. I was quite pissed after a liter of it. Wonderful. I shall drink some on the fan cast. It'll improve the content considerably. You'll have to bring a small amount down, won't you? Because it, it, it so we can savour it, yeah. even in a kind of in a in a in a small way. Not yeah. suggesting we all, you know, you have a flagon and we all neck neck it as quickly as possible, but just a small amount. It's like a kind of tasting you should have. I'm, I will. I will do that. There may be an opportunity to do that later in the season, as we were discussing before we went on air. Now, um. We've got some great emails, as always. Uh, but before we do that, um, I got one from some bloke called Jonathan Kidd. Uh, and I think I think this is related to uh, to what we should do, first of all, really, which is congratulate our, our cousins from a from over the pond, uh, the London is Blue podcast. Um, I've already done it, you know, on behalf of everybody. I sent them a video. But uh, once again, congratulations on a significant milestone in podcast land. Uh, which is to do 1,000 shows. And uh, as you know, this is Chelsea Fancast 979 in Off the Post, so you have beaten it, beaten us to it by 21. Or have you? Or have you? Because, as we all know, my maths is not very good. And also... Dreadful, I, dreadful kid. It's dreadful. dreadful. And I'm lazy as well, really. Yeah, very. Yep. So a bit disorganised. Yep. And I looked at uh, our Acast platform, and we have uploaded 841 shows since we went on Acast. And before we went on Acast, or, or when we went on Acast, the first show we uploaded was episode 288. So that means there were 287 Chelsea fancasts before we went to Acast. And if you add those two together, Jonathan, the number is... 1,127 shows. So we beat them by 127. Well, not quite. Because no? you need to take out the Went to Mo King's Meadows. Of course. And actually, I, I, I don't think I've taken out enough of them, so I might not even have the definitive answer tonight. But anyway, Jonathan asked me earlier, and says, well, Chidge, 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 that's true. What was our 
thousandth show that we didn't even realize was our thousandth show so i will this still be our thousandth show if you haven't taken out the, the King's well Meadow? i i think maybe i've not taken out enough of the went to mo king's meadows or no actually no I, i'm just trying to remember no i counted no i did i, I i'm i'm sure i did i'm sure i did Maybe you didn't. Okay, when I looked today, the answer was basically uh, our our unofficial thousandth show was "Stop Me If You've Seen This Before," which was Chelsea Fancast eight hundred and ninety six. But I have, which was basically as Jonathan and I've been looking. It was last March after the Everton game uh, under under Tuchel when it, we I can't remember. Did we lose to Everton? Yes, Frank uh, Frank beat us. Yeah, yeah. So we, oh, it was Richarlison, wasn't it? That yeah yes yeah 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 with the with the um the flare yeah that's the one yes yeah. that's right uh and it was in march so we were sanctioned i, I don't know maybe it was later than that because we were talking about Bowley and and uh, ratcliffe and all of that so it was a horrible time of the year so i'm going to blame our our not realizing we'd done a thousand shows on on the sanctions the government sanctions however i've just thought i maybe need to go and recount take out all the went to Mo King's Meadows and come out with a definitive answer. And I promise we will have it on Friday when we do our we do our show then. How does that sound? But we have done more. We have got to our, our thousands before London is blue. We've done that over is, a thousand. That, Chelsea. Is for, that is for certain. We have done over a thousand Chelsea fan calls. Because yeah, quite yeah. often I didn't, I didn't number things like the 50 years shows. None of those were numbered. Right? Um, yeah. So that would take us over a thousand just on their own, you know. And I haven't numbered things like the, some of the interviews that we've done. Yeah. You know, so we've definitely done over a thousand shows. But I will, I will, I will find out what because I still haven't answered your question. I, I, I fear I might be wrong with stop me if you've seen this before. So yes, I, I, will... I sent an email in saying, can we specifically find out which was the thousands? But yeah, we need to check, and then we'll give the definitive answer on Friday, uh, won't we? Right. Well, as soon as we finish recording this, I will, I will then double check. And uh, I'll get my yeah, get my math right. Sleuthing hat on, and you'll look yeah, good stuff. So there we go. Um, we have some emails to read out, J.K. And the first one is from our old chum Valky Adam Valchak. Yes, dearest Chidge and J.K., uh, who I met at uh, I met him at Spurs. I remember. Um, every Chelsea fan thinks differently. Unlike Kido, who dives straight in with his lambasting lambasting of Potter. I said hi to you at Spurs away. Yes, yes, indeed. Nice to meet you again. I described changing my way of thinking as more like a tanker attempting a U-turn to rescue a rowing boat, hence my relative patience. Having been at the Club Chelsea propaganda event, it was indeed a well-expressed, Valky, on Thursday for those with posh sheets, uh, who, most of whom disliked the event intensely. The message was clear. We are long-term thinkers. The Chelsea Foundation helped starving children in Africa, whilst an OAP like my father, who's been attending since 1962, is told his West Upper season ticket is going up from 350 quid to 3,500, blimey, because this season at halftime, he'll have the ability to buy pizza and the nice view of the local gasworks. No free programme, though. That seems to be an absolutely ludicrous rise, doesn't it? And also with no free program, you know, I mean, for goodness sake, this macro vision is also attempting to attract the Chinese market by producing a Chelsea T-shirt with a rabbit on the front and a dancing dragon at half time whilst ignoring the slave labor being used in the Chinjung province. We get the macro 100 percent. The club needs to maximize income whilst our club's name is on the lips of the global sports fan. But in order to reach those goals, you need to ask whether you're maximising potential with the current tools in place. With an almost fully fit squad back in place, is Pot Graham Potter doing so? Today's draw against Everton displayed the clear answer to that question. I sit here emotionless, having returned from the game, knowing that there was only one manager today who knew how to use tactics to benefit their side. I wonder who that was. Was, for instance, Pulisic played to please the US audience or proved to potential buyers that while still lacking any edge to his game, he can run like Jesper Gronkia? Why replace him with Gallagher, which decreases our chance of scoring when Mudrick can pressure their defence and at least keep the visitors in their own half? This was indeed, Valky, my very criticism. 
Why were Kovacic and Fafana replaced, who were amongst our best players? Well, to be fair, Fafana was injured, but Kova, he seems to be very convinced that Kova can only play for 65 minutes at the moment. Um, he does realise he doesn't need to rest them for a midweek match. That, I think, was the major um, ridiculousness, absolutely. Both Everton goals were of our own making. The first resulted from us allowing them to attack with no tackles, made them scoring from one of the resulting corners. The second, excuse me, from a terrible clearance by our keeper who seemed not to trust his new back line. I just don't get it. As you've highlighted, and trust me, I've noticed always assumed the manager knows more than me. What are these substitutions about? If we're winning by two goals, surely do some time wasting. But this, sure, do some time wasting. But this, whilst the owners are using their binoculars to look in the distance at potentially exponential future revenue, Luckily, my OAP dad was moved to a worse seat at the same stand and only had to pay 200 quid more for the privilege. We are the ones pulling their coattails, trying to save them from the yawning chasm opening right in front of them. Keep up the hard work, Valky, at Chelsea Valky. Um, uh, a very good, well-written uh, email, Valky, as we would expect. Um, uh, I think it... What I fear about Potter is his his personality is very similar to um, the England manager, Gareth Southgate, who seems to be able to, well, in fact, he can talk a better game than uh, our manager. But there is a kind of, of, of how can I put it, niceness about them that doesn't seem to translate into game management. Because uh, I felt watching the England game uh, against... Um, uh, uh, Italy the other day where he just kept everybody on as they got more and more tired and they retreated. Well, their arses fell out with about half an hour to go, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just retreated. They luckily clung on. It was a great result, though, JK. That's the first no, yeah, time we've beaten Italy away since 1961. Yeah, they're, they're still a, a poor side. They lost to Austria, Italy. They're a very. It's one of the worst Italian sides ever. And, you know, they don't know who their strikers are. They've got the boy playing up front was never played before, completely green. Mm. Um, some of the players who were excellent when they won the European uh, European Championships appear to be, uh, I don't know what's happened to them, where they're all out of form. But I wonder um, what happened to uh, the European uh, Player of the Year, or whatever it is. What yeah, the, for, the forward, the boy. What no, happened no, to him? Jorginho. Oh, yeah, him, yes, that one. Yes, yes. The, he was the, shit. The Ballon d'Or, he was terrible, yeah. He's not getting into the Arsenal side. Um uh, but it, it's it's that the kind it's the kind of thing that you, you don't we don't I, I try to look for in these instances when all uh, looking at substitutions you know I'm we obviously come to the immediate conclusion um, uh, we're in we're in the land of uh, Ranieri and he just takes people off for the hell of it whereas I actually think that Potter has got some kind of idea of what he's doing it just is the wrong one. He's playing um, all the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order. Yes, exactly. Because um, uh, Conor Gallagher indeed should not have come on then at 60 minutes for Pulisic. And, and, and as you say, he actually quoted in the press conference that he wanted Pulisic on because he, he was a dribbler. And you think, well, so's Mudrick. Mudrick was very good against Leicester. Why didn't you just give it? Bring him on if you're going to play Pulisic. Bring him on, and as you say, score another goal. So he's already playing. Um, it, it was the same pattern, but you know, Gallagher isn't a winger. Gallagher isn't the same, even though Gallagher gets up there and has a shot. It's not the same kind of 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 pacey presence that you're getting with uh, uh, when you bring Gallagher on. Mudrick would have been an interesting, even if you want to play Mudrick there for 15 minutes, he can substitute subs, but. Um, uh, the Kovacic one is a, is a mystery, other than perhaps he thinks he just can't last anymore. I think they're... I, I worry that this this kind of nurturing they're doing with everybody um, is overdone uh, because it's 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 costing results. I think you have to you have to just take a chance, don't you? And in the same way, it would have been lovely to have seen Conte play for ten minutes. Obviously, we couldn't because um, uh, it was only two one if we'd been up. But if we'd been up three one, if they'd put another player on another attacker and it then stretched them perhaps then Kante could have given a go but he seems to be doing this this um uh managing managing of players fitness which um uh, you know when are you ever going to have a consistent side and the I'm always very very suspicious of 
of players coming off on 60 minutes. I know we now, it's a five substitute game and you've got to think about how you're going to change the pattern of the team. But it's no good bringing players on and then the 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 team's standard deteriorates, which is what unfortunately we saw. So, um, yeah, but both absolutely agree. Both Everton goals were, were, were ridiculous errors. Um, so, you know, I, my, my, the, all the talk at the moment is that Kovacic is on his way um, and, and they're going to, and there's a big clear out and that they're going to just buy more players who are supposedly better. So, you like, know, like, I, Mud, like Mudrick. Yeah, well, indeed, the trouble is, is Mudrick is, um, uh, had a, had a stinker against, uh, England for Ukraine. I know. Um, we'll, so, see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll Oh, yeah, uh, Chidge, please have a go. No, I'm please. just, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, there's nothing to add. You've done it beautifully and comprehensively, as you so often do. Valky, lovely to hear from you, mate. It always is, and I hope you're well. Glad you bumped into JK at Spurs, too. Uh, right, this one is from George Spencer. I wonder who George is. Oh, I know. George writes in every week. He is our most loyal correspondent. We, we shall call, I shall, George, you will, you will now be named as our Chelsea fan cast uh, correspondent from the Shires. How does that sound? Uh, <laughs> right. So, dear Chigi and JK, why do we do this to ourselves? It seemed that we were on our way to yet another win. But no, we have to contrive to let them back into the match and drop two points. Thus, remaining 10th, not helped by leaving Conte on the bench. I fear that Real Madrid will likely take a walk in the park against us. The big nose snake must be rubbing his hands with glee. It's just a shame that Graham Potter did not lose it in his press conference like Antonio Conte did. If only he'd done so before they played us. How funny would it be if Levy still doesn't sack Conte and he's stuck there next season? Well, of course, events have now overtaken us, George, and Conte got the tin tack earlier this week. Uh, and oh, how we laughed. Um, I'm actually typing this from Alexandra Palace as this weekend is the London Festival of Railway Modelling. Well, I didn't know you were a railway modeler. In fact, guess George, George is, is is intriguing, isn't hang on, he? Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. In fact, guess who narrated one of the cab ride DVDs on sale? Hmm. It's me. It's you. I'm, doing, I'm actually doing one at the moment. I'm doing. Uh, um, I'm doing the uh, the Darjeeling railway route there we at go. this very moment. Yeah. There's no escape from him, George. Remember that. Uh, the number of times I've finished this show, edited it, published it, I switched TalkSport on. The first thing I hear was a JK voice voiceover. It's most surreal. Anyway, this comes after watching Winchester City move another point clear of the drop zone. Woohoo! After a 1-1 draw away to high-flying Chesham United and being unlucky not to win after the host captain was sent off, followed by a night in the Southgate Premier in due to the train strike. Until next time, up the Chels, George Spencer. Well done, George. Always lovely to hear from you. Um, so I'm just saying, he's clearly a very interesting man, George. Yes. Winchester City, Chelsea. And railway modelling, fantastic. And um, uh, I'm afraid I've I've been the voice of doom to any Spurs fan who's talked to me about Conte because I've just said, he'll, he'll leave you. It'll all, it'll all go completely tits we, up. We, we all predicted it on this show all, the all minute predict- he joined. Two years, he'll throw his dummy out. Boom. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's joyous yeah. to watch it. Yeah. 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 Couldn't they could couldn't have happened to a nicer club, Tee Hee. <laughs> uh this one's from Paul Smith. Hi Dave JK. Hey. Absolutely love the in off the post show. Thanks very much. Not sure how long you've been doing the show, but it's a fantastic idea, mate. Well done. Yeah, thank you. We did used to get very drunk on many occasions. The end of season party at Putney Bridge comes to mind. Last guy standing at three AM lol the live band that night was the group beautiful game can't remember probably a two-day hangover the game against villa the next day never seen so many lemon lemonades drunk <laughs> in the pub. <laughs> uh, if you ever do have a spare ticket or two would be good i could maybe buy them from me and yes don't worry i know exactly what you mean i've grown up a lot since we've last time we were out i'm in a new relationship now I live in staffordshire too uh, i'm thinking of coming to Stamford bridge for the real madrid home game no tickets just watching the pubs pub sweet but we could get there early and meet you for a couple of beers. Well, um, possibly be in the cock, Mike and Chidge. Um, 
would love to see any photos of back in the day, Chidji. Um, uh, will you? You won't be there though, Chidji. Will you? Unlikely to be there. You're going to get onto that. Okay. Question for you guys: When Conte leaves the Spuds, would you have him back at Chelsea? God, no, 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 God. I think he'd be better than Potter. Yeah, he'd be he'd be better at Potter for for a year, and then he'd have a row about something. Small-minded manager that's trying to hold on to a one-goal lead against a poor Everton side at home might be okay for Brighton, not Chelsea. It's not what we do. Agree completely. Hear me. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, keep up with the great work, guys. Paul, agree with you completely. Paul, we just keep going on about that. Small-minded manager, hanging on to a one-gold lead. Ranieri-esque. Um, poor Everson side, agree completely, Paul. Um, uh, might be okay for Brighton, not for Chelsea. You've said it, mate, absolutely. And clearly a, um, a, a mate. Well, Paul, uh, Paul uh, was also known as Bench's 50p, and Paul, Paul was... Uh, well, I met Paul. I met Paul... Uh, when we used to, uh, when we we had a, a kind of I don't know about a three month go at hosting, um, well put it this way, Snack Media football fancasters were did a sponsorship deal with a betting company whose name escapes me, and said betting company had access to a box uh, above the West Lower, those boxes behind where Dan sits. Funnily enough. And they said, Chidge, would you like to make use of the box? And I said, I can do better than that. I said, why don't you run a competition through the Chelsea Fancast and have places in said box up for grabs for people who listen to the show? Because we get a lot of emails from people saying, oh, mate, we'd, we'd can't, we don't have tickets. We can never get to games. We'd love to spend, you know, we'd love to get to a game, watch a game with you guys. Or they have tickets and they're not next to us. And, of course, it's impossible to manufacture. So, you know, we'd, we'd love to watch a game with you and some of the fan cast boys. So, basically, me, Cheltel and Dr. Mart hosted... I can't remember how many we did now. It didn't last as long as it was supposed to. And I think the reason for that was that every time we did it, we drank the bar dry. Literally nothing left, like a plague of locusts. And we made a racket. We were very uncorporate. I mean, you know, you know what I'm like when I've sat next to you. So imagine that times ten and very drunk, right? Well, one of the best occasions was when Paul managed to get a. a t I also met Terry Neighbour doing this. The lovely True Blue Terry, who's on Twitter, who's a kind of great mate. Paul, I, I also met, and his mate Jeff, bless him, the pig, as Paul used to call him. And we went, we ran riot. I think that was the one where Dr. Mark, we went back to the Imperial or the Hand and Flower afterwards. I think it was, it was the Imperial afterwards. Martin, because we had to be vaguely smart and it was corporate. Uh, Martin was wearing one of his awful kind of rowing jacket blazers and a terrible rowing club tie, looking like a prize spanner. And uh, was absolutely shit-faced, so much so that he got onto tables in the Imperial in the back garden there and sang about three renditions of the Tommy Baldwin song. So he, we were absolutely wrecked. And I think Paul was at that one, so he can confirm it. Anyway, Paul, Paul became a good mate, and I used to catch up with Paul regularly. Paul, in fact, uh, watched the Europa League final in 2013 with me and Walter and Lauren and a few other reprobates in the Southern Cross pub. And I've got a Paul. I do have a picture of you, me, and everybody very drunk, basically, and very happy, which I will I will email. To you. I'll now, now I've got your email address. I'll email it to you. Well, there might be some others as well, which I'll see if I can dig out. Um, anyway, uh, Paul's old school, very old school, and likes to enjoy himself at football in a particular way, which which didn't quite go down too well with the authorities at the club. So Paul Paul and his season ticket parted company. And uh, and I and I haven't seen him really much since then. He got off Twitter and stuff, and then he suddenly suddenly started listening in on Mixler the other week. And I thought benches fifty p that can only be one person, so that's when I shouted him out. But Paul, mate, a I'll send you some of those photos, uh, and it would be absolutely lovely to meet up with you again. It really really would. Um, we had some funny times back in the day, so yeah, you know that'd be great. Um, and yeah, obviously, if, if any tickets come to light, uh, I will let you know. Now, I, I wasn't going to be at the Real Madrid game because I've got two weeks off coming up. And then the Real Madrid game would mean that for the clients that I have on a Tuesday, that, that would be three weeks break, which is a long time in my game. But anyway, I thought, fuck it yesterday and bought a ticket. So I do have a ticket to the home game. 
Um, and uh, my clients are just going to have to be okay with it. Um, but I'm, I can't leave Winchester until five, so I'm going to be lucky to make it for seven, and I won't be on the pop. But uh, if you're around, I'll let you know. I'll email you, and you'll have my phone number. You may still have my phone number. I may still have yours, unless it's changed. Um, but uh, I'll try and meet up uh, on the Real Madrid game. But if not, we'll we'll ha- we'll hook up some way. We'll do it. Don't you worry about that. It's lovely to reconnect with you, mate. It really is. As I said, we had some hilarious, I mean, utterly hilarious. I remember another party that Paul and I went to where we got, I mean, hammered isn't even the way to begin describing it. And we ended up, we might have even ended up in Barbarella's. We stayed in La Reserva, or he did. I, I ended up there. I don't know what happened to me after that. I mean, a night out with Paul is... Well, I was going to say, a night out with Paul is not one to be forgotten. But, of course, I can't remember them because I usually got so hammered. <laughs> Love you, Paul. Great to hear from you, mate. All right. Oh, this is great. This is a riposte from uh, Don or Ron Tabir, if you remember from our last In Off The Post show. Uh, is it Ron or is it Don? Is it Ron Don? Is that you, Salomon? Was it a typo? R is right next to D. Not really. Don Tabea at Yahoo can be read as don't be a Yahoo. <laughs> Gulliver's Travels. That's mental, <laughs> but very funny. <laughs> Anyways, the name doesn't matter. My comments are sincere. Well, thank you, mate. Uh, so to last night's show, it was great. You covered pretty much every thought I had about the game. That's either synchronicity or it was all bloody obvious. Depends how much kudos we want. It's the obvious one. It's the obvious one. I'm afraid it probably was, mate. Uh, The main talking point from the match was, of course, the substitutions. I agree that the Gallagher change was mystifying. It really upset the balance of the team and didn't make a great deal of sense in any way, except Pulisic was looking pretty pretty out of it after that smack in the face. Uh, They should have just told him he was uh, uh, was a great... Name me a great winger. George Best. They should have told him he was George Best. Garincha. Yeah, well, old school. Uh, anyway, yeah. and Connor always brings a lift in energy. Mudrick was definitely the obvious choice for all the reasons you outlined. I don't see Connor as a defensive player, but as JK said, he didn't really take Pulisic's place or seem to know his role within the setup. I also found Cheek for Cover a bit puzzling. I know Cover rarely goes 90 minutes, same for Felix, but I didn't actually see the thinking behind Cheek's introduction, apart from him being taller and more useful defending the dreaded corners. I absolutely think it was that, and actually I, I, I don't have an issue with that per se. Um, it seemed to take yet more out of the attack as we lost Cover's surges forward, and of course that is also true. But I guess we were 81 minutes into the game, so it wasn't outrageous to start thinking of tightening things up defensively. Chuck for Felix was completely understandable as the game was now at 86 minutes and it was time to shut up shop. No one was anticipating the Koulibaly and Kepa horror show to come. Koulibaly had done really well right up until that moment. So actually what you're really saying, Don, is you agree with me, because I was saying on the show, yes, okay, you can argue the substitutions were poor, but you should also be arguing that they shouldn't have fucked it up and they should have been able to manage the game out. So it was like players or manager argument in a way. Now to the main point. JK made quite a lot of Potter's culpability in going too defensive too soon with the Gallagher introduction. I I, that, I don't think that, I think that substitution is just nuts, whichever way you look at it. I don't think anybody would argue about that. And even me, even a con, an obstreperous, cantankerous fool like me wouldn't argue against that one. Um, and also agreed with you that a chance was missed to bring on Mudrick for Kova. Chich questioned whether it was really all on Potter or more on the players. And JK again insisted it was on Potter for upsetting the system and flow and somehow befuddling the players. But later, JK said we were all over them in the first 60 minutes and all over them again at the end of the game. I think you can see what's coming. If the guys could pull their finger out for the last five or six minutes after conceding a goal, why couldn't they have done it in the previous 30 minutes after the first change? Or in the previous 10 minutes after the second change? They did it for the final minutes of the game and they could have done it before then. I think they relaxed, lost focus, thought the job was done and were punished. This isn't on Potter. Even allowing a while for the team to adjust after Connor's introduction, they could have got going again long before Sims spoilt the party. Another point I wanted to make was about better players winning. The Premier League just isn't like that, is it? Perhaps more than any other league, it's the better team that normally wins. And more than that, it's the better team on the day. 
Liverpool put seven past United, then lost to Bournemouth 1-0. Spurs beat us, then Leicester crushed Spurs, and then we uh, and then we swept Leicester aside. Southampton beat us under Potter, but they also beat us under Tuchel. Potter narrowly, defeat, uh, narrowly beat Leeds, but Leeds battered us under Tuchel. What I'm saying is there's nothing simple about it. No knowing what will happen in any game, no matter how many places there are between us and our opponents or how big a club we are. Finally, I wanted to say something about the choice of Potter as manager. He was being widely praised and there was plenty of talk about him deserving a shot at managing a big club. Even Terry talked him up. The owners clearly wanted an up-and-coming manager to grow with the club for the long term in much the same way as they've been buying much younger players. They deliberately did not choose an elite manager who has won it all before. I know you all know this, but a lot of fans talk about the owners making a mistake in their choice, but it was just that, a deliberate choice. I think it was Clayton who was talking about the manager and the owners being foisted upon us, but that's always been the way. When did the fans ever choose a manager, much less an owner? I think it's just another way of saying, I don't like them. (laughs) Nothing more. Well, there may be something to that, mate. P.S. I really sympathise with J.K. over the presses and interviews Potter gives. Bernal doesn't begin to describe them. I've just decided never to watch. It's also his misfortune that he came straight after the most articulate, interesting manager we've ever had. Someone who'd really secured a place in our hearts. Other managers drove me up the wall as well. Sarri just mumbled and picked his nose all the way through his. Conte leapt around like a lunatic on the touchline but spent half of every interview talking about how he must suffer and work. I repeat, unforgivable. We forgive him because he appeared to care a great deal and won something for us. I don't like listening to Guardiola either. He's usually either smarmy or petulant, depending on the result. I'm sure Potter cares. He's just a deeply dull fellow. A rather buttoned down and talks like a politician, which sucks. But when the play does the talking, who gives a fork? Thanks for putting out the shows twice or even three days a week now. I know it's a huge effort and it's much appreciated. Best, Ron, Don or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> well uh don you made some st- absolutely staggeringly brilliant points in in so much of that i don't really know where to start jk what do you reckon old bean well uh, uh, the answer to the question is saying why couldn't we have played earlier like that um uh when we played well in the last f- five minutes as i said but i think it was because they had they went on with the mindset of keeping the two one and the only reason that they played really well in the last five minutes because we were then down to it was then two two and they wanted to get the winner, so it revealed that they could actually have been playing like that earlier. Yes, I agree with that. They could have been playing like that, but that wasn't what the the substitutions were telling them. And I feel that's not what was said at half time. I think at half time it was said, if we're two one up, we'll we'll try and manage the game and and we we'll, won't go for it. That's what that's that's what appeared to me. If 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 the if the the substitution that is made is Gallica for Pulisic, it and it and it's that's not working, and you then find yourself defending more, and and the the uh, the manager sends on more people to actually um, carry on defending. You're, you're not then going to go. We must go up the other end and and an attempt to score. Is it the only reason that they they played well for the last five minutes? But because they wanted to score the goal, so they all they all got it together. But yeah, it's the it it it's the for me that's just the message the manager has given them, which is to hang on. And I think that was it, it was completely the wrong thing to be doing. But it, it the the Gallica substitute told us what his in, intentions were. Um, so it, yes, I agree. It's ridiculous, isn't it, that the same players who've been um, being passive suddenly for the last five minutes are unbelievably active and and look as and, and are unlucky not to score. But they should have put the game absolutely out of sight earlier on because they were all over them. So ball finishing again, J.K. Yeah, hey, well that contributes as well. It's of always the same. If you don't punish side when you're on top, you leave yourself open. And I thought I thought Don's point actually about you know you cannot take liberties in this league. I mean, okay, on a on a on a, on any on any, as Kerry likes to say, on any given day, you can whoop the arse out of anybody. But actually, on on the same and on the other day, they can beat you because if they're organised, they get a bit lucky, and you don't punish them, they can come and bite you on the arse. And I, I I love the Premier League. I think it is the most competitive league in the world. There is no other league in the world where where Southampton can beat us or. Uh, you know, bottom can beat top. I mean, Bournemouth beating Liverpool 
was just nuts after they cuffed United 7-0. I mean, that, it makes it a brilliant league. That's why it's the hardest league in the world to win as well, I think. So I thought that was an excellent point. And my final point on Don's email, um, I, 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 I do, I, I agree with you about what Clayton said, actually. I thought Clayton, you know, all, all, all managers and uh, owners are foisted upon us. We get absolutely diddly squat say. So I think you could well be right. I think, I think Clayton, and I don't want to speak for Clayton, and he does have a right to reply, of course, but I do suspect he just doesn't like them. I think you may be right there. So there we go. Right, old bean. It's cup of tea, lemon break time and all of that. Uh, so we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to come back for part two. We will see you very soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to NordVPN.com dot com forward slash chelsea fancast there's no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the chelsea fancast the link is in the podcast episode description box real fans real opinions i'm jason cundy and you're listening to the chelsea football fancast proper chelsea Welcome back to part two of the Chelsea Fancast, number 979 plus 127, um, in Off the Post, where JK and me, Stanford Chidge, read out lots of your emails that you so generously, kindly, expertly write in. Uh, but before we do that, a quick little plug uh, As many of you will know, um, I and many, many, many others uh, spent the night at Stamford Bridge on Saturday sleeping on the cold, uh, windy floor of the East Stand. And uh, apart from that, it was a, a good night had by all, actually. Um, massive shout out to Rob Sinclair uh, on behalf of all of us who imbibed in the special oranges. I will say no more than that. Um, and I actually did something very clever. I took a, a Diclofenac pill before I went to sleep, which meant I did not wake up uh, with a stiff back. But it was really good, JK. Very successful. We've raised more money already than we did last time, last year. Oh, I saw. Brilliant. Yeah, record number. It was really lovely, lovely vibe. Uh, the under A lot of the under-23 squad and their manager turned up to say hello, which was all very nice. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good night had by all. Um, but it, I wouldn't recommend doing it every night. Uh, now, you lot out there have been marvellous. So far, I have raised uh, 1,155 quid. Um, and that is mainly, well, it is absolutely courtesy of the following people who have been very generous and donated and sponsored me. They are the lovely, the lovely, wonderful, gorgeously beautiful Andrea Jones, a very old and dear friend of mine who I love to pieces. Uh, the one that got away. She won't be listening to the show, so I can get away with it. Now, of course, what will happen is she listened to the show and then she'll email me and said, how dare you say that? I hated you anyway. Um, all right, Andrea Jones, Davey Miff, Pete Miller, one of my oldest chums uh, and who served uh, for uh, for Remy. So this obviously touched on her with him. Uh, Matthew uh, Matthew Harris, Richard Bates, Dan Burgess, Russ, uh, Russ, good old Russ Saunders from the Melbourne Supporters Club, Jonathan's best mate, uh, Adam Lotter, Nicky Spence, Oscar, to, uh, I always, to border, isn't it, Oscar? Lovely Oscar from Discord. Phil Spector, Frank Britton, Kevin C., Carefree and Newkey, 
Craig Jenkins, Nigel Bird, Mark and Carol Spector, Chris Mahoney, Patrick H, Damian Bush, Sean Parry, Silas Bartlett, Russell, Andrew Goldstone, Joe Mingola, Lee Beaver, Loz Barnes, Caroline Walters, Tony Skeen, David Lotzer, Carol Hope, Philip, Daryl Middleditch, Trey Bertelson, Pierre, Chad Harris, Brian Justman and Benji. You are all absolute legends. You really are. Now, um, th- we've done it. We've been there and done it. So there is proof, evidence proof what we did it. You've probably seen some of the pictures. Um also, I hope you saw the uh, little videos that I did. Did you see my videos, JK? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, boy, done good. Yeah. Do you realise I was I was I drunk a bottle of claret and a bottle of burgundy, uh, the Mother's Day lunch I had, and I recorded it after that. So I was absolutely shit faced before I even started, and then I tucked into the whiskey and the cigar. I I, I wouldn't have known. Well, I'm good, mate. Dean, yeah. I taught Dean Martin everything he knows about yeah. about doing that. So I, I was struggling. And I was also, there was no fucking light. I couldn't actually even see the fucking page. I sat in the wrong place. So I was like, I can't actually see. You forget it's really. always a necessity. I know. I, I couldn't see. The fire was lovely. It was crackling away. I got the sound effects. The fire was crackling. I enjoyed doing it. But what I might do, uh, just to annoy people further and make sure they pay, pay us more money, is I'm going to load the videos up to the Just, just Giving page. And I might load them up on patreon for those of you who haven't seen them but i enjoyed doing them and uh it's all for a great cause so yeah you can still basically donate that's what i'm taking about five hours to say because uh, we keep the page open for quite a while so if you if you think you missed out on the chance to sponsor me then think again uh we are still receiving donations and you can send them to justgiving.com fundraise sorry just giving justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash david hyphen chiggy one i thank you all right uh on with the emails and the first one jk is from jeremy grenert i think it's jeremy grenert chidge jk and distinguished guest well actually uh jeremy it's in in off the post there is no guest it is just me and the chidge stuff uh, i've been a loyal listener to the podcast since 2018 back then i had to commute a few hours each day to work was delighted to find this wonderful show thank you i was introduced to chelsea fc in 2007 or 2008 by my dear friend paul who owned a proper English pub here in Sonoma County, California. Shortly thereafter, my daughter began playing travel football as an eight-year-old. My interest in Chelsea grew as my understanding of the game grew. Don't get me started on pay-to-play football here in the US. I know nothing about that, Chidge. Do you know about that? Oh, no. Over the years, I paid attention to matches and cheered the boys in blue. I grew up in a town that has a world-famous collegiate football team, American football, named Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So sorry, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Or near Chicago, isn't it? Yes, I think it is. So I understand the cultures and traditions important to many old sporting clubs. So I was dying to understand what truly made Chelsea connect with so many people in my early years as a fan. My good mate Paul tried to explain what it's like on match day at Stamford Bridge, but he couldn't quite explain it in a way that made sense. <laughs> Usually he had a few pints in us when he would try. What a legend Paul is. One of my happiest memories was watching us beat Man City in Paul's pub. I'll never forget it. But my world changed the day I found the fan cast, and it changed for better. Hearing Chidge and JK tell tales of meeting friends at the cock or of match days from years past immediately resonated with me. I began to feel a part of the Chelsea community. Learning about the legendary and not so legendary players of the past has encouraged me to start reading about the history of the club whenever I have the time. Even though I live in California, I've never been to a match at Stamford Bridge. I honestly feel connected to the club because of the fan cast. What I've learned from the pod has enhanced my match day experience while watching with my dogs and a cup of coffee on Saturday or Sunday mornings. I understand why Leeds is dirty. Good, good, that's great. Dirty law than bastards, you have bastards, to say. Bastards. Bastards, Jeremy. Bastards. Bastards. Dirty law than bastards. bastards. And why Tottenham will forever try and emulate bastards. us. Yeah, bastards, they're bastards as well. <laughs> the fan cast has allowed me to appreciate players like Lampard, Drogba, Dixon, Cannaville. And I don't care what anybody says, the legend... That is Dave. Yeah, we agree. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I turned 50 in two years. My goal is to attend an away and home match in either November, December months to celebrate. I truly hope to be able to share a pint with Chidge and perhaps listen to JK give his world famous fan bite mm. 
Urston, you'll be lucky, mate. Let me tell you. <laughs> he never does them with an audience, mate. No, I've, mate, I have tried. I have offered him money. I've, I've threatened to kiss him. Anything. He, no, he won't have it, mate. He will not do it. Because I, I keep getting it wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> take 27. Fuck. <laughs> now they know you, so you shattered the illusion, mate. They all, shattered thought, the illusion they all think you do it in one take, mate. In one take. Well, I, I do do it in one take after I've practised it a bit. But... <laughs> no, it depends. It's bizarre, actually. It's bizarre. Sometimes it just goes. Sometimes you think, oh, that was great. Bloody hell. And uh, and sometimes you do it, and it's it's too long. Well, it's it's too funny, long. you know. Talking of talking of, uh, you know, I was talking about the videos I was I was doing for the sleep out. Yeah, of course, yeah. they all had to be no more than two minutes twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm the more pissed I get, the more muddled up I was with the words, and the darker it was getting, the less I could read them. And I was just so I I did quite a few takes of the videos that were done. It, I, it, I felt it, your pain, mate. I really did. There's nothing worse than thinking, God, that was fucking good, that one. And you and it's it's three it's minutes. Two minutes it's two minutes twenty-seven. You go, fuck no, God, fuck, God, I go, fuck. Anyway, I've been wanting to write and thank you for quite some time. Please know what you what you guys do is impactful across the globe. I'll always appreciate what you do. Keep the blue flag flying high. Jeremy uh, Grenet, I presume. Greenet, Greenet, Grenet. Um Petaluma, California, USA. Um I love what you just said there at the end there, Jeremy. Um, what you guys do is impactful across the globe because it, it, it gives us great joy to be able to have that reach, really, and explain. That, and, and if this does give you access to what it's like uh, at the club, it's brilliant. And we love that. We absolutely love that. So thank you so much for saying that. Really appreciate it. Fantastic. Yeah, we I do. Appreciate, you appreciate us and we appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that because yeah. it's it, it brings a little... A little lurch to our hearts, that because it's fantastic. So, so yeah. thank you, lovely, lovely, lovely email. Thank you so much. We do, we do really appreciate that. It's why we do the show, really. And I mean, we've met so many lovely people from all over the world. I mean, when the London is Blue Boys came over, it was lovely to see them, obviously, but uh, it was also lovely to see a lot of the people that they brought over as well. So uh, it it's, um, makes the world a smaller place, and we we love that. Talking of which, uh, Jeremy, I am seething with jealousy that you live in the beautiful, wonderful Sonoma in California, where they it's very close to where they grow excellent, excellent wine. I wonder if you've ever come across a lovely bloke that we've known for, well, since we started doing this show, called Matt Tippel, who came over not so long ago. Matt's originally from, from, from England, and uh, he lives out there. And he came over when we were doing the show in Putney Station with his absolutely gorgeous wife, and he brought over a lovely bottle of... Uh, of wine from Sonoma, which I I cherished. It was lovely. So maybe one day I'll get out there and come and see you in Sonoma and quaff lots of wine, and I would be very happy to do that. So there you go. But obviously, let us know when when, when and if you come over, and we'll make sure we hook up. We love doing that as well. So there you go. Right. Uh, this is from Brian Della Bernarda. Hello again, Chidge and J.K. Or is Jonathan Posh Kid sticking as the new name? I didn't know I, that. I never realised it ever made an appearance at all, I actually. I don't remember that. I, I, no, I plead no. the fifth on that one. Maybe yeah. time will tell. Good luck this weekend, Chidge, at the sleep out. Just think warm thoughts. It went very well, Brian. Thanks for asking. Uh, now, I know there's no in off the post this week. Oh, how wrong you are. Because we are here. We lied. Uh, but how fitting that we got one uh, this past week. The This in off the post sponsored by Zhao Felix. The amount of posts he has hit this season is wild. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, awesome to hear that the Chelsea Fancast logo is a Chidge original. Very cool, and this should be a fun fact. I, I, I shall tell you in more detail, Brian, about the genesis of the Chelsea Fancast logo, which, of course, as everybody knows, is a pint of Guinness with a bunch of celery in it. We were recording a show uh, in Putney Station in the bar that we used to to have it in in the early days and i would always be drinking several pints of guinness during the show jk will attest to this as he was witnessed remember that those days yes i remember them very well yes uh, so i'm drinking a pint of guinness and uh we used to get um obviously i'd have three or four people on the show and uh, then we used to, other people would turn up just to watch us do the show we had a we used to get a live audience every week which is quite mental and uh, and so if if there are a few Yanks over for the weekend, it would be on there. Beth used to tell me this when she was running Chelsea in America that it was on the it was on the itinerary of things to do. If you'd never come over for a game for, go and see Chelsea play. 
tick go to the mega store buy lots of shirts and merch tick uh go to the uh, well what in those days with the so bar tick go and watch the chelsea fan cast being recorded tick we were on the itinerary so we used to get loads of people that would come and join in the fun and we're all quite a fun fun bunch and like getting pissed as you well know and so i'm in the middle of doing either my intro or outro or whatever it is that i do that i do so i'm not concentrating on what everybody else is doing basically because i'm reading from a script and the next thing i know is that I'm assailed by about six people chucking celery at me. And uh, one celery, one very, well, more than one, it was it was about three or four sticks of it, literally landed in my half pint of, well, my half drunk pint of Guinness. At which point I said, ah, look, a Chelsea cocktail. And then I looked at it again. I thought, fuck me, that'll make a brilliant logo. That's very us. And the rest is history. And I got uh, some friends uh, when I was... Um, when I had a production company, we shared it with a photographer. So I got the photographer to take a, a, a photograph of Pint of Guinness with celery in it. So it is the logo is a real Pint of Guinness and a real bunch of celery. It's a, it's, it's a photograph of it, really. It's not, not hand-drawn or anything. And uh, we got it mocked up in graphic design and got the, the Chelsea fan written on it. And there we go. The rest, as they say, is history. So there we go, Brian. I thought you'd appreciate that being a designer yourself. Anyway... As for any design tweaks, I'm happy to help. Feel free to email me or message me on Patreon when needed. Thank you again for all you two do. You both are the best to ever do it. On that point, Brian, I may well be requiring your services very soon and I will email you and talk about it. There we go, JK. Thank you. Lovely words at the end. Thank you. You're the best to ever do it. Well, you know. And by the way, I think it was we did have a debate debate, debate about... Um, uh, it was uh, Duke of Kid, wasn't it, or uh, or, or Lord Kid? Because you called me um, His Majesty on one occasion, and uh, 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 what else, Chief Justice Kid or something? And so it may be Lord that you Privy got... Seal Kid. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was the Privy Seal. It was the Privy Seal rather than I am a posh kid. I admit it though, but um, uh, I could be a bit like that if you want. I could be a bit Larry. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it never. I don't think we ever got that one. But no, it's uh, it's. Uh, and I've been singing do 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 good good do 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 good good. But I'm. I think it's a bit tedious doing that. So I may stop doing it. <laughs> so that may be the end of that. So, uh, but in the next email, which is a wonderful segue, I've been called something else. I've been called Evening Chidgen Sir Jonathan of Kid, which I like. I like that. I like that. I don't think that'll stick either. But uh, I like. I like being knighted. Anyway, Evening Chids from Jeff Jones. Evening, Chidge and Sir Jonathan of Kidd. I'll try and keep it brief. I want to start up by saying I was ready to sack Potter after the loss to Spurs. Weren't we all? I think I wrote in to express that opinion. Yes, you did. Then we won three in a row, including a must-win against Dortmund. Changed my opinion. Maybe things are getting better. I think it changed yours as well, at least for a bit. Yeah, we were a bit more. We were thinking, let's go with the process. Let's see. Yes, we dropped points against Everton. Ah, no, this is where we disagree. But the performance was decent and they're fighting for survival with Daesh at the helm. So it was always going to be tough. Yet Potter's substitution should be scrutinised. Scrutinised and criticised! But playing devil's advocate, why shouldn't Potter attempt to shut up shop? Because uh, we're not good enough. We're not finishing top four. We're not getting relegated. If the focus is on the Champions League, it makes sense for him to start and sub on fringe players like Pulisic and Chuck Carney whilst giving time to our key contributors, Enzo, Felix, etc. Yeah, but once again, I think we talked about this earlier. It's this thing of you know, m managing the players so that they're not injured, I think is fatal. You've got to try and get players to play together as much as possible. And if it all ends at 60 minutes, I think you've then got half an hour for the remaining five players, none of whom is good enough to get into the first team, um, to cock it up. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't suit me anyway. Forgive me sounding like a Potter apologist. And I love the fan cast, but I must agree with disagree. I'm sorry. Start again. I must disagree with some things that were said on Monday's show. Dur, dur, dur. Uh oh, I disagree with JK's assessment that the upturn in form is because of the players alone. Oh. As Chidge stated, we don't have a spine. Potter isn't Avram Grant or Robbie DiMatteo. There aren't stalwarts like JT, Frank, Andy Cole, Czech or Drogba in the squad. Those players uh, could be and, the other. Andy people. Cole. I'm so sorry. Uh, I didn't mean Andy Cole. I meant um, Joe Cole. Sorry. No. Sorry. Try again. Sorry. Ashley um, Cole. Ashley Cole. Sorry. Sorry. I've, it's so long ago, Chidge. I've forgotten. Dearing me. God. <laughs> I knew Cole had an A before his name. Andy Cole. How could I have said that? 
you're absolutely right. Castigate me. Everybody, castigate me. If I had a cabbage, I'd be throwing it at you now. Fulham, Newcastle and Man United. Those players manage themselves. We've got a lot of new young signings still finding their feet. So I think Potter's annoying. We're in this together attitude might be helping. The other thing I disagree with is the whole he was thrust upon us mentality when it comes to Potter. Trust me, if results return to the mean, I'll be writing in, calling for his head. I'd like to point out, however, we felt that way before. We go through coaches like people go through toilet paper. Jose sacked. We're upset and we hate Grant, but he managed us to the Champions League final. Well, the, the players did. AVB sacked. Okay, none of us were sad to see him gone. In fact, we were elated <laughs> and we won the champion and we won the Champions League. Frank sacked. We're all upset. And no one really knew who T Tommy T was, but he won us the Champions League again. Now he's been sacked and Potter appointed. Should we not, given our recent history, reserve judgment until the end of the season? Yes, he's boring, but at least he finally dropped the f bomb. I'm just saying that. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying that while it's unlikely we win the Champions League this year, we've got a decent chance. Again, if results go tits up, I'll be writing in calling for Potter's immediate dismissal. <laughs> Keep flag flying high, Jeff J, Atlanta, Georgia. Well, I think you're like us, actually. I think you yeah. just go sh shifting backwards and forwards, um, depending on the results. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it, that Tommy T's been appointed by Bayern. You know, I mean, it just goes to show you, doesn't it? The uh, the, uh, the golf in class. Yeah, the the fact that um, Nagelsmann, who was actually, they weren't winning the, the Bundesliga, but they were only, only a point away, I think, and Nagelsmann was uh, was shown the door. Uh, and then there was an immediate, uh, is he coming to Chelsea? Be perfect for Chelsea. No, shut up, please, shut up. Um, but he's waiting till the summer, rightly so. But the fact that Bayern appointed Tommy T just shows you in, in, in the midst of the season and sacking somebody who was still in the Champions League just shows you their uh, ambition, doesn't it? Um, interesting to see how uh, whether we get them in the semi-final if we happen to beat Madrid. That would be great, wouldn't it? Well, it's, it's written in the stars, I think, isn't stars, it? Stars, isn't it? Completely yeah, written. It is. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think you make you make a good point at the end of a lot of good points from uh, Jeff. Really, that that we do flip flop. We are supporters. That's what we do. We're emotional about it, and we make no rational or logical sense whatsoever. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, look, uh, you know. I mean, we, we, I don't want to go and fight old battles, but uh, let me just say that, Jeff, I broadly agree with much of what you say. Uh, I really do. And I, I mean, here's the thing. What we do know for absolute racing certainty is he ain't going anywhere for the rest of this season. So there we go. Uh, right. That is pretty much all we've got time for t for tonight. But I do have a quick plug to squeeze in from the lovely Chris Wright, or if you prefer... Chris Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T-Z-Z. -Z. So at Chris Wright, Z-Z on, uh, on Twitter. Now, Chris uh, is an old mate of ours. He writes for the fanzine. He's, he's written books on the, on the 1990s, that, that kind of the rude hullet era, which are very, very good. Um, but he had a tweet which caught my attention this week, as we're in the spirit of giving donations to Just Giving. But apparently uh, it is all week. Uh, autism Acceptance Week. Now, uh, as a therapist, I, you know, I, I, I'm very familiar with neurodivergence, uh, and uh, I see the difficulties that it cause, causes firsthand. So, I'm, obviously, I was going to be drawn to this. But uh, Chris is doing um, an, an autism retro Chelsea Saturday. So, uh, this Saturday uh, at the Villa game, the Chelsea Villa game, it, he's he's deeming it retro shirt day. And he's raising money for the National Autistic Society, who, by the way, do an excellent job if, uh, for, for people who are on the spectrum. And he says his suggestion is to take part if you're going to the game or online virtually. And uh, he's got a Just Giving page. I shall just read this out if I can see it with my glasses in. Of course, I can't see it. So, um, actually, you know, there is a way for me to do this. One second. Uh, let me just do this. If I do, it's just bearing with me. Um, while I'm fanning about doing this, uh, I can't. I can't do it. I can't get the link. Hang on, J.K. I think this is a great idea. I'm gonna definitely. I don't normally wear um, colours, you know, to the match. It's not really what I do. Um, but I, I will do on this occasion for dear Chris. Um, what retro shirt might you wear? I'm not allowed. Oh, you can. Can you? You can wear it under your jumper or something, can't you? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have a very um, I have a, I I can't get this fucking thing at all. Love nor money, 
Um, so instead, what I'm going to suggest you do is you go and follow uh, Chris on Twitter. I will put the link in our uh, blog for the podcast so you can find it in there later, all right? But I'm really quite serious about this because I think this is a great idea. So go and wear a, go and wear a, a retro shirt on Saturday. He's got a lovely selection here. He's got the Lecoq Sportif kit, which I love, the Tangerine and Graphic one, which I hate, the rugby shirt red and white hooped one, which I'm not sure about, the wonderful uh, kind of graph, you know, with the little, little kind of lines going up, the yellow one. You know, you know that one, don't you? The the lovely yeah. Amiga yeah. one, the 94 one, and the 98 Cup Winners Cup one. So he's got a nice selection on there. Now, see, I, I would like to wear... I've got a brilliant one from the from the 80s, which is the crisscross one. It's like cross... You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it well, yeah. I, yeah. But I bought it when I was as fat as a house, and it just looks like a bloody tent on me now. I've lost so much weight. It just looks stupid. You wear it. Wear it over a, a shirt. That'll be fair enough, though. I know. I should wear it over my hoodie and look like one of the youth. Yeah, hey, that would be perfect. With yeah, my baseball yeah. hat turned round the wrong way and all, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to keep your hood up, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I have to have my baseball hat the right way round. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, Dad. Uh, I'll try to find one in the... Uh, it'll be the one that's in the drawer that I don't have to get out of the plastic bag. Mm. I can't I can't wear my Lecoq Sportif one because I no longer like it because it's it's been supplanted. I bought mine a long time ago uh from Scoredraw and they've now released a shiny one which is very nice which I must purchase. So I'm using my old one to get the autographs of all of the 84 squad when I go to the party. Perfect. Oh by Perfect. the way, uh I, Cinderella, you do have a ticket to the ball. Thank you. Um, DJ told me. Yeah, that you I've got one. two tickets. You, you probably can't see it because I've got my fancast leg up, but they are they are pinned to my wall. A ticket for you and a ticket for me. Thank you. So I'm hoping to get my shirt signed by all of them. So that one's been retired. So I need a new one. But I I I think I might wear my 1977 one. <coughs> is that um? Uh, is that a V-neck? No. Yeah, it's the one with the white collars. The, oh, I always yeah, call it the Ray Wilkins yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could wear that one, or I could wear the Bobby Tambling one. Yeah. From the sixties. I've got a sixties one as well. I might wear that one actually. Or I could wear the one I bought when I came, got my season ticket. The one that I talked about a lot, which has got ten number ten Chidge on the back because it was my single lone man protest against Slavisa Yukanovic. Yes, I remember you saying you'd done that, which I felt was a, a sort of step too far, really, embracing uh, the number of a player who you hate. Yeah, but it has so, Chidge on the top of it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Chidge 10. Yeah. There you go. You've, you've just reminded me. That the problem is that I would like to wear the originals in this instance. I could wear, I, I could wear Zola's match-worn shirt from his uh, testimonial. Which is the real one. Yes. Yes, yes, I, I, have, I, I have the real one. Fantastic, yeah. I've got a couple of uh, not original from the players, but in fact, I had a couple of originals from the players when I was the lion. I managed to uh, to get get hold of a couple, and I've lost them. In fact, I think they were stolen from my drawer. By whom? Um, uh, the Phantom oh, Chelsea fan of Old London Town. There were there were there were there were several builders at the oh, time of which. Chelsea fans who were, let's put it this way, I think they, rather than stolen is the wrong word, I think they've appropriated them because of their love of the blues. Um, I had a bizarre, um, God, what era was it? It was like an Airtex thing and it had been number 12 on the back and it was actually been worn in, in a match that only the weekend before and with the crest on it and the two stars. So it was post, post 70, 71. I think it was 76. And it was short sleeved, and uh, the other one was the uh, the Cox Sportif with the uh, Galfair, Galfair. So um, which I liked with that. Uh, I don't know what they now do replicas of those, but but for, the replicas don't quite look the same as the original. I remember. No, they don't. They're not. They've never quite got the replicas right. But there you go. So look, do do what Chris Wright Wright suggests. He's on Twitter at Chris Wright ZZ. Uh, autism, autism retro Chelsea. He's fundraising for National Autistic Society on JustGiving.com, and I will put the link on our blog 
So there we go. Good for a good cause. Well done, Chris. Good, good bloke as well. Nice chap is Chris. Right, that is all we've got time for tonight. JK and I will be back on Freedy Neat two nights time with Tony Glover. Yes, can't wait for that. And as it's a preview show, uh, because as you know, I've been downright bloody lazy all season and not done the opposition view because it's too much. I have two. I mean, I work eight until eight o'clock every night, twelve hour days every day longer when i do podcasts uh and i just don't have the time to phone up these people and see if they can do the do the show on a friday all apart from the absolutely lovely justin from the up the villa podcast who actually messages me to say chid do you want me on the show on friday at which point i said yes mate so there we go so we will have an opposition view on friday from the lovely justin who we love to pieces who i hope to be seeing uh, at Edgebaston this summer. I shall talk to him about that uh, when we have him on the show. So, preview show on Friday. Looking ahead to Saturday's match against Villa, of course. Can't wait to do that. JK, it'd be a pleasure to see you again. Thank you. Looking forward to it, as always. Now, quick plug rooney for Patreon. If you like what we do, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron and help us cover the cost of running two shows a week, and sometimes three, and continue to produce what we believe is a unique podcast on all things Chelsea. Please feel free to donate whatever you want per month whatever you want no i mean if you don't it's honestly i love you all equally whether you donate or not i really do but it is patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast if you do want to sign up and if you do you will get if you want one a kerry dixon mini banner and of course you automatically get well you don't automatically get to join our discord group i have to send you the link but you can join that if you want to do you get my drift i think you do uh if you want to send us an email we would love you to do that you can also message us on Patreon or send an Instagram post or tweet and we will read it out on the show quite often on the in-off-the-post version. Uh, so there we go. If you want to do that, the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com and of course you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast, at Jonathan Kidd and me at Stamford Chidge. There we go. JK, been huge fun as always. Lovely to catch up with you in the middle of the week as always. Yep, yep. Lovely emails as always. You're a... You're a- you're a fine bunch you write in anybody well you're a fine bunch of listeners but uh really good emails keep them coming guys really appreciate it yeah so. it's great fun to catch up with people and it's, I, I love the fact that they put the it's, it's a lot of effort to write a, a lengthy email so fair play to you I, we do really as well argued and they always yeah. occasionally you know they, they they put us to shame occasionally you think oh, actually yeah you've argued that really very well yeah you're right yeah you know? and it proves that they listen to what we say as well because they take yeah. they they take us to task when we we are a bit bonkers on it, which is fair enough. I don't mind that. Right, J.K. Lovely to see you always. Uh, well done for giving up your Wednesday evening. Uh, I'll see you on Friday, of course. Now you lot out there, thanks for listening. See you Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chill. Yeah, It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.